just in such a bitchy like um married woman of 30 years who hates her husband way where mm-hmm. she goes and uh you know i'm not even uh, i'm not even fully sure he's doing his uh, job as the mayor <laughs> but he just said it as he was shuffling papers from the smallest room in new york city comes the show that gives you a reason to live yes hard-boiled crime boiled down to hard facts refracted through the prism of a superior mind in search of another mind equally superior if such a thing were possible Beaming coherent radiation into an incoherent world with the intensity of 250 trillion lasers from America's largest city, world's loneliest town, and the eyes of the world are on New York City, a city in protest, marching, chanting, complaining of shortness of breath, a city playing dead. Joining me now is a comedian and, uh, uh, well, I'll just go with comedian, Dan Soder. How are you? Good. And we know you're from uh, Conan, Comedy Central Half Hour. Yeah, I love, you might have one of the um, most classic beginnings of a podcast. It sounds like a radio program. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're leading into the shadow. It's borderline legit. It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's got a real War of the Worlds feel. Have you participated in any of the die-ins? I have uh, been on the road, so yeah, I have. I've been laying on my hotel bed uh-huh. as a dying, <laughs> dying in, yeah, like, and dying out. I can't breathe because there's no circulation in this hotel room. You ever get into one of those and it just feels like somebody smoked in there? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, it doors shuts down your whole sinuses. Uh, I was in Tampa and everything smelled like burnt aluminum. Which club in Tampa? Side splitters. Side splitters. Oh, Bobby Jewel. Bobby Jewel. He's the best. Man. Yeah. Yes. What a fun guy. He, <laughs> it's your first time there. Yeah. Yeah. He is the prototypical club owner. If you were like, it's almost like if Scorsese does another movie about comedy, you're like, well, you have to put Bobby Jewel in it. I can't believe that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Any any movie. Yeah. That would be great. He's, he's the, the king. He's the king of comedy. Yeah. Exactly. You know. He's uh, Bobby Jewell was the guy who. Ha- uh, look. I mean, I don't want to go into too many details about him because yeah. some of the things we share. So, like, you know, could be embarrassing. Uh, but but let's put it this way: love to cry poor and then drive off in a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I feel like every club owner is always like, ah, you know, it's a tough business, and you're like, yeah, but how do you? What? Yeah. I've never, I've never understood the economy of comedy. I know it. it, it well, that yeah, that's because they get, they get all the money, you know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 better being in the dark about it <laughs> and just doing that dumb artistic like I'm chasing my dreams. Well, you probably killed there at the club, man. It was fun. It was a very fun weekend. Tampa uh, side splitters love that club. Now a die-in, essentially a, a roving uh, Jonestown massacre. If you've yeah. been out of yeah, you know, key differences between uh, Jonestown and. Um, and and uh, the, these protests, I think Jonestown, uh, way more black people uh, were there. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and the other part, no one believes in this cause hard enough to drink real poison. You know, I do wonder how would that change the landscape if someone was like, let's take it up a notch and really we're going to die in Times Square. Uh, it would definitely, uh, I, I think there'd be a lot fewer people. Yeah, well, yeah. no, there would be fewer people, but the point that they would make would almost be like, oh, all right. All right. You got my ears. I guess. Uh, As Leo says in uh, in da- uh, Django Unchained, he's like, and now you have my attention. Yes. It's like, <laughs> that's a hard feel. I'd be like, wow, all right. Well, I blame the leadership, you know? I mean, like, you can't, you can't, if you, there's not a man among them who can lead with that kind of charisma, you know? To oh, make yeah. That, like a Jim Jones. 
a Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, yeah, I like that we just put Jim Jones and Martin Luther King Jr. in the same category. I have a dream. He's like, drink, drink it's poison. Drink yes. my Jonestown disciples. I think like what a Koresh, you know, the one thing you could say about Koresh and Jim Jones is they were passionate and convincing enough to go all the way through with their crazy ass plan. Yeah. So you're almost like if you could dial down the crazy, uh, it, and it almost would still be more effective than anybody now. Sure. Like, like just take away the murder and you're like, ah, this guy really could do something. Yeah. That's what Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. was like, no crazy, all love and push through with that f- like fervor that I don't know, man. There's no one that, no one really has, it's, there's no a, leaders. A thin line, right, between uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Adolf Hitler. Whoa. I think that's the point you're making. I am not making that point. <laughs> I didn't bring Adolf into this at all. No, but I mean, like, uh, you know, as far as charisma and, you know, leading people down Listen, a road. Listen, man, evil or good, charisma attracts followers. It certainly does. It's the same, it's the same, it's different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah. With that much charisma and that much power, and, and your words and the ability to lead people, you're either going to get really good or really bad. Yeah, so so what do they have? They have Al Sharpton. Who's uh, not, but I don't think he's got the charisma. He's too divisive. He is divisive. He's a polarizing figure. He, he doesn't, is. He doesn't unite. No. Uh, but uh, now through the mayor, you know, who knows? You know, I, ca- I kind of, I mean, the cops hate de Blasio. Ooh, they certainly do. Oh, man. I was watching a great, <laughs> I was watching a great press conference on New York One hmm. where one of the cops, I think it's the president of the police union. Yeah. The, the, uh, uh, you're prob- I bet you're referring to Ed Mullins. Yeah. Uh, the Sergeant's <laughs> Benevolence uh, Association. He says, he's shifting papers and he says something. He, it just caught me out, really made me laugh because he said it. Just in such a bitchy, like, um, married woman of 30 years who hates her husband way, where mm-hmm. she goes, and, uh, you know, I'm not even uh, I'm not even fully sure he's doing his uh, job as the mayor. <laughs> but he just said it as he was shuffling papers. <laughs> and like, you fucking hate this guy. Yes, yeah. He, got, he casually said that, you know. And, and yeah. he, well, you know, the also, he made a statement a few days ago because, uh, uh, well, he basically, he called him a nincompoop. Yeah, he's he, doing that kind of stuff. He referred to him as a nincompoop. Which is such a great old-timey term it's perfect why are old-timey insults so adorable and old-timey racism is just so vile and mean i don't know yeah and they kind of bleed into each other (laughs) like when white people used to call black people moon crickets that's almost like oh that's like a 1920s oh yeah moon cricket get out of here you crazy moon cricket (laughs) and you're like what the fuck is that yeah, I've heard that term for the first time from Amber Nelson. Yeah, that's a here. southern thing. Yeah, she's from Louisiana, and she referred to me in a in a video that we did uh, <laughs> as a, as a moon cricket, yeah, and I thought true. that was hilarious, and I didn't realize it was a racial slur. Uh, but uh, I, now I even take I take it with a with a badge of honor. You know You're what almost I mean? like, like, yeah, I'm down with the cause. Hell yeah, I'm a moon cricket. <laughs> Where I'm a moon cricket at? <laughs> Start a band, call it the Moon Crickets. Oh man, well that can my uh, can Ed Larson and, and my new three piece. Punk band uh, Reginald Denny open up for you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Reginald a Denny. that's a good bill. Reginald Denny and the Moon Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an old timey band. The NYPD announced a twelve thousand dollar award for information leading to the arrest of protesters who attacked officers on the Brooklyn Bridge last weekend, and uh, and enhanced photos uh, of the seven suspects. It's four men and three women. They've been released. One lieutenant suffered a broken nose in the attack. Both were bruised all over their bodies. Police have singled out two of the men. Do you single out two men? 
You would double them out, I guess. Yeah. As key aggressors, they face felony charges and uh, uh, of assaulting a police officer. Now, uh, Bill Bratton says the the principal injuries have been received by my police officers, and so I think it's to the benefit of the organizers of these marches and the participants to work with us to ensure that the uh, agitators and the anarchists that are anarchists always seems like such a harsh word. It seems like the, it, they don't know what to call them, so they throw that in there. Uh, they're seeking to use the cover of these otherwise peaceful demonstrations to advance their own goals, which oftentimes have nothing to do with the issues that some of the others uh, are marching about. Now, he also has this to say. He says the, the extremist protesters don't like government. They don't like society. They don't like anything. He says that like it's a bad thing. I love the complete wipe that they do over everybody. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, clearly these people don't like families. They don't like Christmas. They don't like hugs (laughs) or uh, human contact. You're like, how about um, they're upset that a black man was murdered Mm -hmm. and they're protesting that. Yes. As opposed to like these organizers, they don't like, you know, they want to come in your house and take your kid away from you. (laughs) No, they don't. Yeah. And uh, the name calling has begun uh, as, uh, like we mentioned, NYPD's Ed Mullins, president of the NYPD's Sergeant's Benevolent Association, uh, took the level of of, uh, discourse up just a notch. Uh, and uh, and the reason that he that he called uh, him a total nincompoop, de Blasio, total nincompoop. a total nincompoop. I mean, that goes a lot longer than just a regular nincompoop. You're right. That's it, that it's complete. Yeah. And uh, he 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 called him that because because De Blasio used the word allegedly to describe the attack uh, on the two lieutenants. Now um, now I will defend him as far as uh, I have a degree in journalism, mm-hmm. and that is actually the safest way to describe anything that has not gone through the court system. It's yeah, it's safe. It's 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 uh and he's, it, you he's know, doing that to save his ass. I mean it's just it's what's said. It's you what know? you have to say. He but the, but then again there was nobody mentioned by name. So it wasn't I think that he could have gotten away with saying, "Hey, some officers were attacked" because there was there's nobody mentioned okay. by name and 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 clearly some protesters did attack officers. Yeah. Uh it's on video. Yeah. You can see it. They're being uh, you know, beaten by these people. One of them had a broken nose. Uh, the other, and they had, uh, like I said, they had, uh, I already mentioned that, but the, and the bruises on the body. So definitely, like, uh, you know, it, it, it happened. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, they don't like, they don't like de Blasio. The I, cops don't. It's, I think it's funny when the cops are like, uh, you know, when they were attacked by the protesters, I mm-hmm. think it's funny their attitude is like, um, did you ever hurt somebody when you were a kid and then you felt bad that they were hurt, so then you faked an injury? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, no, but it hurt me too. Like, I remember like tripping my friend and hurt his ankle and he was like really hurt. And then I grabbed my knee and I was like, yeah, but it twisted my knee too. So you can't be mad at me anymore. Right, <laughs> it's kind of like. Call it even. Yeah, are we cool? And you're like, no, it's way worse on your guys' side. Maybe so. Uh, you know, the cops are, uh, are they certainly have uh, a, a, a difficult job, as they say. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and uh, I, you know, I, I never like to come out uh, one way or the other, but it is entertaining to watch. Uh, I, I certainly have enjoyed um, the, uh, the, the, when the protesters now chanting, uh, one, one of them that I heard, what do we want? Dead cops. Wow. When really? do we want it now? Guys, <laughs> you're losing your grip. This is why I say they need a leader. Well, because this- they'd have no one to direct them to be like, eh, guys, I got a uh, cut. What was that? Dead yeah. cops? Let's 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 okay. Let's take it to the top of that scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh Ted Alexandro, maybe, you know. He's, yeah, yeah, he, he he needs um but here's the thing, I don't know if he can cultivate the like how big is he in the black community? 
You need someone that can get both the black community and the white community. And I think you need a black leader. Like Damian Lemon? And I would go with him anywhere, man. That guy's analogies are fantastic. Yeah. I would I would march with Damien. I would march with Damien or Mike Britt. Love Mike Britt. Mike Britt's great. That's what we, this is what we need. I think we're solving it right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is what we need. Listen, it, Ted could be second in command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got great ideas, a lot of passion. Feet but on the ground. But you need that you need that brown skin. You need a black man to to defend a um problem in the that happened with the black community. To, to, to White people trying to trying to step up and be like, black people, don't worry, I've got this. They don't black people don't like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, no, white people playing the race card is weird. Yeah, well they're like, Black Lives Matter, and you're like, Yeah, I'm I'm cool with you marching that, but the leader has gotta be a black person. Mm-hmm. In my mind. As uh, a white like I'm not going to step up and be like, I got this. You're not going to drink the white guilt Kool-Aid. Well, I've already drank enough of it. I'm full. <laughs> I know how guilty Unless we it's are. a black guy handing it to you. Black guy handed it to me. Listen, maybe they pre- they prepared a little different. <laughs> I know how white guilt Kool-Aid already tastes. Now, uh, the city's uh, begun to do an amazing impression of a portly grown man with a shaved head lying on his side, propelling himself in a circle and repeating the sound woo. Uh, now enters Cuomo. Cuomo, he's uh, desperate to quell the fires of protest and said he actually had a sit-down with Jay-Z. Oh. He had a sit-down, that's right, Jay-Z, then the the governor of the state of New York, Cuomo, met with Jay-Z for a policy discussion on the subject of how cops enforce the laws. Now, I have no idea how Cuomo actually managed to get a meeting with Jay-Z. But he did. Uh, Jay Z took the time out from his busy schedule for, to, yeah. to, to see the the governor. I mean, I bet he I bet he put that in the second this news story broke. He was like, "Get Jay Z in a room. I need to talk to him. <laughs> Give me the highest ranking black person. Yeah, who do we know? Jay, who does my daughter know? Jay Z. Yeah. What's next? Bill Bratton golfing with Kanye West. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's good to know the governor has that kind of clout, though. Uh, it, but it seems like it would be more of a De Blasio thing to meet with Jay Z. Yeah, he probably got him on speed dial. Yeah, yeah, he probably hangs with Jay. <laughs> it's uh, you know, look, I, I, I love I love seeing uh, I love seeing black and white communities come together. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, we have De Blasio, who seems a little scared. Did you see a story in the Post last week about the uh, the fence getting a little higher? Of course, this was in November. I think no. they saw this coming. Uh, people, uh, while they light their torches, and 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 while Home Depot is temporarily sold out of pitchforks. Uh, you, you, it, you know the officers are being attacked and everything. We have the fence of Bill De Blasio going up uh, on Gracie Gracie Mansion. Uh, it, it, it's higher now than it was. They've raised it about four feet, and now it's kind of like a uh, you know, like he says it's a privacy fence. Uh, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's up there surrounded uh, by old money. You know, city's richest neighborhood there, Upper East Side. Yeah, uh, and uh, he's it's that's a, by the way the only registered Republican majority is up there. Okay, yeah. So uh, so that's where he is. He's raised the fence. Uh, yeah, he's got to have his fortress in the. He's a, he's on enemy territory with all the Republicans up there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's worried about Republicans scaling his fence. He's like they're yeah. coming for me. <laughs> They're coming for me. He's, uh, you'd have to be a little afraid, you know what I mean, when when there's a lot of anti-authority sentiment, a lot of anti-cop sentiment. I feel you know? like de Blasio's not in the crosshairs, though. You don't think so? I think, no. I think it's more the system of the NYPD. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, the, the grand jury, I, I just don't feel like it's de Blasio that's taking a lot of the heat. 
Well, I mean, I think that that maybe the concern would be that when you have like a, a couple hundred thousand people, you know, yeah. in a group, and they start going, "What do we want? Dead cops." That's a. I mean, and the cops already hate your guts, so it's not like they're going to make a lot of effort to save your ass. Yeah, De Blasio is going with <laughs> light security after what he has said. He better get like a Blackwater firm to yeah. cover his ass. Did you? Uh, did you? No, you were out of town for SantaCon. Yeah, yeah. I. But I watched uh, with a faraway eye via the internet mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is uh hundreds of uh, retarded people have this event uh, <laughs> actually mentally deficient and i don't mean it figuratively these are afflicted with yeah. down syndrome uh people they're, they're, they're are... profoundly retarded uh many of them could not speak clearly they're dragging their knuckles they, they bark like dogs they hump the legs of passersby and they drink heavily so uh you know in, in past years you've seen this it's been a bit of a problem it's uh it was one of those things where it happened one year, and you're like, "Well, I hope that's the only time it happened." Yeah. <laughs> and then it came back, neat. and you're like, "You're all awful people for bringing this back." Mm-hmm. And then by the third year, you're like, "I really hope you step in front of a bus." You almost like it's yeah. almost enough to make you hate Christmas. Absolutely, I think it's completely. Uh, I think it's an awful event. Mm-hmm. I think if you participate in SantaCon, you're an awful person. There you go from from uh, from Dan Soder, comedian. Yeah. Now, uh, if, you take, uh, he, if you take my word with anything, and and you absolutely should. Uh, these protesters are angry, and and and, uh, and and I'm not talking about SantaCon now. I'm talking about uh, once again back to the. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah we know they're 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 upset about uh, about the the killing of a, a borderline innocent man, Eric Garner. Uh, now you would and you would think that after 30 arrests, he'd be able to pull it off without yeah, dying that, all over the place. You know, that's one of those inform- pieces of information where you're like, oh boy, mm. you're like 30. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we've all been arrested a time or two. I'm sure yeah. you've been arrested before. I've been detained by the police. Have you ever been uh, like actually, you know, I'm not a massive black man, actually though. arrested? No, no, no. I haven't been processed. No. I've only been held in a car for being an idiot teenager. Well, okay. For, yeah, we're talking about teenage years. Well, that's yeah. a completely different deal. Yeah, as an adult, I haven't been arrested. What do you think of this idea? Now, he said, I can't breathe 11 times. That's, Appar- I mean, apparently on. in one breath. Uh, so would it be feasible, you think, for the police and the criminals in New York City uh, to agree on a safe word? That's hilarious. Right. That's <laughs> fucking like, hilarious. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Raspberries. Yeah. Montana. <laughs> what? Montana. Get up off them. You know, oh, that's it. All right. Cool. Yeah. We didn't mean to hurt you. Unless you, unless you arrive at Climax mm. before. <laughs> Is it too late for the safe word? Yeah, that that's per, that's fucking hilarious. If you don't have that as a bit, yeah, I will hate you. Maybe I should do that. You know, it's gonna take a while. You gotta let it cool off a little bit. Well, people say uh, too soon all the time, but to me, yeah, the New York City crime report: if it's not too soon, it's too late. There you go. Now, in the Bronx, a crime almost beyond comprehension: a large crucifix stolen from the wall of a Roman Catholic church. Uh, and I'm distressed, says the pastor. He says the crucifix means so much to the people here. I, I, I have never seen anything like this. Uh, you know, they they plan the heist ahead of time. Apparently, unscrewing the bolts that attach the crucifix to the wall, and then returning to snatch it, snatch it while uh, parishioners were deep in prayer. Are you a religious man? Wait, they were deep in prayer. When deep they in prayer. Yeah. How big was the crucifix? Uh, five feet tall. And, and people were in the room. Well, I think they might have been like uh, in the next room. The Ocean's Eleven. Right. This this crucifix. <laughs> there are all these lasers shooting. Yeah. All these like, beams that if you hit them, they. Oh, you know. it's it, oh, the prayers were coming from a different church. 
They were in the other room the entire time taking our crucifix, also known as God's jetpack. That's Jesus's jetpack. Jesus's jetpack. Yeah. You nail him to the cross and he flies up home. Um, Beautiful. No, I'm not a religious person. No? I'm agnostic. How'd you grow up? Uh, Episcopalian. Okay, that explains it. Yeah. There's not a lot to hold on to then. Episcopalian, you're really one foot out the door already. (laughs) You're kind of like, like, I call it single dad religion, where you're like, every other weekend, you're like, all right, I guess I'll be, I guess I'll I'll believe in you this week. Could have been Catholic, but That seems like so much, it's community college for for religion. I love it. I got my associates in religion. (laughs) You know, I didn't know that uh, you had a degree in in journalism. Mm -hmm. Where did you go to school? I went to the University of Arizona. Okay. And I have a degree in journalism. Uh, Is that the one that you do online? No, no, no. It's not Phoenix. Oh, it's not Phoenix University. <laughs> it's, this is a real university. Wow. And uh, and uh, you you were obviously doing broadcast. No, no, no. I did print. That's crazy. Yeah, I love You're way print. younger than I am. Yeah. And you're, why would you go into print? Because I wanted to watch an art form die. <laughs> yeah. Newspapers, wait yeah. for the future. Ah, I'll tell you what, and if we have our luck, these things will be gone in 15 years. There's always going to be a job in papers. Yeah, don't forget about papers. Papers, papers. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I thought it was, the people in the broadcasting department were just kind of corny as shit. Yeah. They're all like beautiful people who are like, and they talk almost like this. <laughs> like they teach you to talk like that. And they're like, that's routine. And then uh, all the print journalism, all the print journalists were like heavy drinkers and gamblers and yeah, way more fun. Yeah. Just, just general uh, malcontents, you know, I love them chewing on a cigar or something like that. Yeah, know? It's romantic to yeah, me. It, I thought so too. It's like, you know, it's uh, appealing to people with substance abuse issues. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked like the whole, like, God damn it. I'm not going to give up my source. I like that whole, like, <laughs> you know, I like I'm that whole deep throat. Jimmy Breslin or Iggy pop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, there is like a, an anti-authority element to it, you know, because you're on a different level, you know, you're not with the truth. You actually are armed with like i know the facts let me report the facts let me i got i got the facts let me report some of the facts and it's like (laughs) i think journalism print journalism is at its core one of the most punk rock things because thomas jefferson his idea of journalism was like hey you're gonna own the government like the government can't even fuck with you thomas jefferson the original punk rocker the original dude sleeping with black chicks behind his, his wife's <laughs> owning bag, people owning people and then releasing them did Being, he release them i they were released after his death oh man he that's said, so much worse that was his that's what i think if i'm not mistaken no i would i believe what he did was he said uh when what? i die just let him go oh man <laughs> That is so much worse. No, but you are. You're paraphrasing. But But I think it's like, and once I'm in the ground, then I don't need free labor from the people I've been fucking. At that point, do what you wish. Yeah. Uh, I like how I got turned around on my own point. I almost just got tripped up by my own point. Uh, But journalism, I thought I liked it because it was almost like holding the government accountable, mm -hmm. which, by the way, journalism does not do anymore. Oh, you it don't think so? I don't think it ever has. Let me tell you about a little something called the New York Post. Yeah. Now, the New York Post is a fine newspaper, and I'm not being paid to say that. Yeah. In fact, I purchased this thing on a daily basis. I 
read the New York Post because I enjoy photographs. Yes. <laughs> They're fun to read. Yeah. I also like large print. Okay. And, uh, and the print is larger than it is in the New York Daily News. And and, and I think the, the Daily News is owned by English people now. I don't like that So when all. they talk about apartments, they're saying flat. Boo. I can't deal with it. The New York Post, fine newspaper. I read it all the time. And, uh, and, and you know what? It's written on a level that it's easy for me to understand. It's a localized USA Today. It's a, well, I hate USA Today. Really, I don't think it has any character. It's no fun. It doesn't take it a, to me. I don't. I don't. I, I never did. I don't even like newspapers hardly mm-hmm. at all. You know what I mean? But the New York Post uh, is is always fun. To, you ever read the New York Times? You ever try to read the New York Times? I it's a disaster. Make it through page two before I tap out. Can you really? I mean, I can't finish the first page of it. It's like the, there'll be an article on the front that's about something I've never heard of and yeah. don't care about. But it seems to be of epic importance, you know. It's it's, it's homework. <laughs> yeah, it's New York homework. Times feels like homework. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, now, tragedy struck an uncle. Thirty-nine-year-old Harlem man is dead after an altercation on a Tompkins Square Park playground. Oh While his niece played nearby, Aleem Perkins began pushing an empty tire swing. According to Paper of Record, the New York Times, bystanders said that Perkins appeared to be shadow boxing with the swing. Makes sense. When it hit him in the face. A witness told the Daily News, I don't know if you've ever seen someone totally knocked out from a punch, but that's what it was like. Perkins collapsed, bleeding from the mouth. According to police, he later died in the hospital. Wait, he died because of a tire swing? Yes, he was killed by a tire swing in a, in a bizarre tire swing oh, incident. Man. If there's an afterlife... <laughs> People that fall off cliffs and that guy are going to be like, I mean, right? Yeah. They're like, I can't believe that happened. Falling off a cliff, yeah, wait, wait, wait uh, some sort of... Scenery. There's, there's there's heights. There's a lot of things can go wrong. You know? Tire swing in Harlem. You're No, well, actually, he's a Harlem oh, man. Tompkins Square. But Tompkins Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, what's the difference? That's hilarious. That Just the thought of him like, the tire swing won the fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the shadow boxing element. He was yeah. like hitting it, and he's like, what's up? What's up? And the tire swing's like, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You know how many people have came to this park and fought me? Mm-hmm. I am undefeated. He's like, this stops today, yeah. he says. He stood up. <laughs> that tire swing swung back. That's right. That's You know what? And in, in, when they write the history of how tire swings took over the yeah. city, this will be chapter one. Yeah. You this know? is... A, this a is tire the, swing said no. I will not be shadow boxed. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, dude, that there had to have been a moment before he died, or before he was completely knocked out, where he was just like, fuck. You like the second it hit him in the face, he's just like, oh man, like that connected. Yeah, that that hurt. I wonder if the tire swing stood over him like Ali did to Sonny Liston, uh-huh. <laughs> taunting. <laughs> yeah, first round." Down goes Perkins. Down goes Perkins. Ah, Perkins is down, and it looks like the tire swing is showing that he means business. Just standing over him. I love it. I love the guy uh, being killed by a a, a getting now. There should be a Stephen King movie now. That is the tire swing. (laughs) Uh, Swing by me. I just imagine like uh, the swinging. I just imagine a bunch of thugs walking through Thompson Square and like, "Yo, man, don't fuck with that tire swing." Mm -hmm. I heard it be killing motherfuckers. He's part of a gang now. Yeah. Fortunately, it wasn't a white wall tire, so the there's gov- no protests. <laughs> the government comes to the park. You're the best tire swing in the country. We need you. Maybe this tire swing is going to lead the revolution. Oh, it could of all tires. Just the charisma that it need that they needed. Yeah, a dangerous uh, threat. Uh, armed robbery 
uh, an armed barber robbery in the boogie down. Well-groomed suspect Ramel Pearson busted for the post-haircut gunpoint caper, robbing customers with a pistol he'd concealed during the cut, for which he also did not pay. This guy sat down, got his hair cut, and then he uh, pulled out a gun, robbed everybody in the store, and left. That's hilarious. 24-year-old kid. And it's there's like, a photo of him. He's got like a bad eye or something. And I think maybe that's what happened. Maybe a barber uh, poked him in the eye with a pair of scissors or something. I love the thought of like, and uh, what do you think? How does it look? He's like, okay, okay. I would have, uh, give me all your money. <laughs> give me all your goddamn money. And they're like, what? What? Like the confusion in the barber's face. Of but like, ju- I just did this for you. I think he's, I don't know if he even stole the, sh- robbed the shop. I think he just robbed the customers. That's hilarious. You know what would have been even better as if he did it preemptively before they shaved his neck? So he has a brand new haircut, but like he's in jail with like that neck hair, that annoying neck hair. Like, yeah, man, you he's fucked like, up. You fucked up, man. You should have waited. <laughs> should have left. He's got the. Uh, yeah, he's he he's. Uh, he, I guess they've caught him. I guess this is. How like, did they catch him? Well, they, they you know they. <laughs> well, they're like, I cut his hair. I know exactly who it is. I mean, you had a long time to look at him. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, yeah, the mirror. What did you see of the suspect? Everything. I, every angle, I, I stared at him. Yeah, fuck, I know the kid. He's in here. <laughs> He's in here every month. He gets lined up at least once a month. Yeah. Well, you know, we have uh, we have news. We have we have uh, crime. We have a little bit of politics, and uh, and we have Dan Soder. Uh, hey Dan, uh, where are we where are we going to be able to to see or hear you in the near future? Dansoder.com uh, on Twitter at Dansoder. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you know, like well, your your episode on here uh, was so well received. It was people fun. people loved you on the show. I love doing this show. It's, man. This is a fun podcast. Oh, uh, thanks, man. You're you you're, you're great on it, and uh, and we appreciate uh, you being here now. Uh, and uh, we we appreciate you uh, buying some shirts and stuff. They They're have cool shirts. Yes. Uh, you own one, correct? Did I? No, you don't I never own, got one. Well, you own one as of yes. now. Yeah. yeah, you just take one from from the stack, as they yeah. say. Now it's a New York City Crime Report shirt. On the back, it says, uh, it, "You're forewarned." It says, uh, "Robbery, murder, rape, hilarious." Uh, this is, uh, and, and you know what's funny? Nobody gives a shit about murder being hilarious. But They're fine rape. with that. Rape, they go. Eh. If you would have kept that off there, they would have been like, "Yeah, it's a perfectly normal shirt." Yeah, robbery, murder, hilarious. Of course, jaywalking. Not cool. It's uh, they they jaywalking and rape basically the same. Yeah, I'm not equivalenting uh, it. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> they really did come out so fucking ignorant. You have to wait for the rape signal to yeah. cross the to the street. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> There's a woman being held down and fucking <laughs> that's in the hand cross. It's it's uh, it's a sensitive issue these days. I I I almost you know you don't want to. What are you gonna say? You know, you every, who's not against penises. rape? Everybody's against rape. Yeah. I've never been against anything more than I'm against that. Maybe I, maybe that's what the shirt should say. I'm, I'm against rape. More than anything. More than anything. Boy, oh boy, rape is not funny. Yeah. Like, well, you know. Um, but see, there's where the, that's what always upsets me mm-hmm. is I don't like when people attack rape jokes. Mm-hmm. When you attack the option to joke about something, I have a problem with it. Yeah. It's That's like limiting problem. free speech, then. Exactly. And who knows? Maybe you could make a comment about about rape in general as a topic, and then as the as the definition of rape expands a little bit, yeah, you know, and 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 the and the lines of consent get blurrier. So would the whole concept of what a rape joke is. What a rape joke is, but I'll tell you this: uh, Lynn Coplitz has an amazing rape joke. Oh, does she? Yeah, and it's from a woman, and it's hilarious. It murders, and mm. you're like. 
Okay, and I want to see one of those bloggers take issue with Lynn joking about that with that joke specifically. Well, I mean, you're probably not going to have a. You're going to you don't don't uh, don't hold your breath on yeah, that. Yeah, they're not going to pick that they, fight. They don't do that. Yeah, I love a rape joke that murders. Yeah. I love a murder joke that rapes. I didn't even hear. Oh, I like fuck. all those jokes. Now uh, you can you can hear uh, new shows here, and and here's the deal: you go to iTunes and subscribe. I want you to subscribe someplace to this podcast. Uh, it it it's a great show. If you know somebody who wants, I think it is anyway. I mean, who knows? I think it's fantastic. Nobody's listening at this point. They've turned it off. They've everybody's <laughs> turned off the show by now. Uh, but uh, you know, in the event that you haven't, uh, here's how you get a shirt. All you gotta do: go to patdixonnyc.com, go to shirts, click donate, and you're getting a shirt. That's it. And uh, you know, all the prices are everything there. But uh, the the it's included. The the shipping's included. It's not a separate deal. Because that would be bullshit. Also, if you want to, if you're in New York City, come to New York City, see me live at Caroline's. Every Monday, I do a show, Desperation Tonight, at Caroline's, and um, would love to see you there. Just write me at patdixonnyc at gmail.com, and I will provide you uh, tickets. That's what I will do. You can come and see it for nothing if you're a fan of New York City Crime Report. This is the only place that offer goes out, is on this show so you have to hear it and you'd have to listen to the end which nobody does that's the always fun part it's like a marvel movie yeah you gotta wait to the very end of the credits they're asleep and there's something a little fun people say the real fans (laughs) a little easter egg yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's called free tickets that's what you found now uh so do that you can also see me last tuesday of every month at The Stand. You've done that show. Fantastic show. It's called Last Tuesday at The Stand. Um, do that, 10 o'clock. It's uh, this coming Tuesday, December 30th. You will see uh, Vince August and, and other amazing comedians, myself hosting. That's uh, Last Tuesday at The Stand, December 30th. Well, that probably covers all uh, of my announcements. Oh, except for, you know, of course, Twitter. Pat Dixon on Twitter. You know that. And New York City Crime Report on Facebook uh, with Pat Dixon. And uh, check that out. We'd love to have your comments. Write me anytime. Pat Dixon, NYC at gmail.com. And be careful if you're out there walking around anywhere because uh, bad shit happens sometimes. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.